This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thank you for being with us today. Today I want to talk to you about um, what's known as uh, the initiation process in the Vedic principles. Now, it's paralleled to what people understand as baptism. And I think the significance of that gets lost for the ceremony. And this is true in most organized religions, uh, yours, mine, or anybody else's, that we tend to get wrapped up in the externals, the ceremonial side, the steps and stages in enacting things very appropriately and to other people's likings and publicly aware and all of that, as opposed to what is the spiritual significance in the Vedic disciplic succession? The initiation process is a very important one, and it's got a couple of stages, as baptism is one stage, and this is a multiple stages. Now, it all stems around the fact that a person, irrespective of their age, caste, creed, color, anything else of that variety, but the consciousness of a person has come to the platform where they want to know the absolute truth. They want to know the goal of life. They want to know their purpose in life. They want to understand how to act and not to act. They want to understand what is good and what is bad. And they want to become conversant with the laws, rules, regulations, etc. that govern the material manifestation. Whether it's the planets and it's their, their control, whether it's the demigods and their administrative structure of the universe, whether it's material nature and her control over the uh, producing bodies for living entities, uh, right down to what is the government or king supposed to do, what is the family structure, the whole thing is under a system designed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead for the benefit of the living entities if the living entities understand that their best interest is to become self-realized, God-conscious souls. Now, in the material world, we get here, we take a body, we take a birth, and immediately, bang, we start getting programmed. Eat this. Don't do that. Don't touch that. Go here. Get up. Sit down. Change your clothes. Brush your teeth. It goes on a thousand and thousands of steps of indoctrination into what is acceptable on planet Earth in a human form in the current era of society. So we end up indoctrinated into all of these things, but the education system and the guidance system of current society is very lacking. There's no science of the soul. So the intelligent person will, at some point in his development, growth, maturity, evolution, he will come to the point of going, well, what is the goal of life? Why am I here? What is my duty? What is my contribution? What, is, what does this mean? Why are these sufferings going on? Why is it being operated in this fashion? So at that point, the Vedic literature says you require a spiritual master. Up until then, you're just bouncing by the waves of social influence, uh, growing, maturing, educating yourself, getting yourself supposedly to a position of understanding where you make your own informed decisions. Okay? So now we've come to the point where this particular person, you or I or someone else, has come to the platform where they want to actually understand everything. They want to know all of it. 
They want to have a clear understanding of those things they can see and perceive and those things that are beyond them and their perceptions. This is a sign of intelligence. And we're all supposed to come to that platform. But generally speaking, society has now been controlled under electronic devices that distract you constantly. Every few seconds, you're distracted. So the inner contemplation, the inner uh, focus, the meditative state of what is important, what is not important, what is true, what is false, these meditations don't take place. And we have, therefore, uh, an individual that goes to the grave at 80 years old and didn't learn anything of real essential value from the time he was 15. He may be able to manipulate things or he can do another job or he can, uh, you know, interact. He may have traveled, but he doesn't understand his duty, his responsibility, how he got here, where he's going, what, who he really is, what he really is. So... When one recognizes that that life of frustration is not meant for everyone and that we should push away the electronic tools and we should learn how to focus our minds and intelligence and we should consider what are the subjects of meditation, one will quickly come to the platform of understanding that he doesn't understand. So this is the platform where the Vedic literature steps forward and says, you must accept a spiritual master who understands the Vedic literature and can impart that science to you clearly in all its multiple uh, disciplines and aspects so that you get the understanding in proper perspective. This is what school is supposed to do. And when we start out counting eight, one, two, three, four, five, we go on through all the add, subtract, multiply, divide, and we get down to the point where we're supposed to actually understand the science in mathematics. That it has a whole lot of multiple layers of implications and uses. Similarly, your life, your consciousness, your duty and responsibility is the same. Vedic knowledge is therefore the same. Because it directs answers, it directs information to all of those different categories, one's experiences, in the human form of life. So when one approaches a spiritual master, it's said in the Vedic literature, one should uh, choose a spiritual master who is realized, who is capable and experienced, and uh, approach him humbly, not challenging, approach him humbly, and inquire. Sir, here are my questions. I'm not uh, comfortable with this. I don't understand that. That causes me fear. I'm, I'm feeling anxiety here. I'm suffering from different problems. And he makes a series of inquiries to the spiritual master. And the spiritual master immediately can identify whether this person is sincere or he's playing. And if he's sincere, the spiritual master, by his natural compassion, will invoke knowledge and compassion and guidance to that sincere disciple such that he understands his position in proper perspective. Now, in the process of initiation, in the process of spiritual life, in the process of awakening your consciousness, one has a couple of aspects that are essential. One is the acquiring of knowledge you did not have before, learning, hearing from the spiritual master. Two is removing oneself from bad association or habits. And three is purifying yourself from the results of the negative association or habits. 
This combination guarantees one perfection in this life. Now, I know it's a big statement, but that is what is given. That is the reward offered by Vedic literature. Okay? This is achieving human perfection. Perfection of consciousness. Not even human. Perfection of consciousness in one lifetime. So, the purifying process is that one uses the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra as a purifying sound vibration that uh, penetrates all other sound vibrations and is able to therefore dislodge them or their karmetic reaction that may stay within the mind, the senses, the intelligence, or in the heart or consciousness of the student. Now, this process is, again, a reflection of your sincerity. If you're very sincere and you chant very sincerely, success can happen very quickly. And if you're messing around and you don't focus and you don't hear what you're chanting and you don't chant attentively, it can take a very long time. Now, the spiritual master, when he understands that the disciple is sincere, that the disciple has been using the Maha Mantra for purification, the disciple has been trying to uh, remove himself from bad association and bad habits that will cloud his judgment and consciousness. Not just him, anyone who engages in these activities or maintains this type of association, they become clouded in their consciousness. And this spiritual master is well aware of what those areas are and he provides his simple guidelines and one's able to purify himself by that Stepping away from the association is not beneficial to his spiritual life. So when the, the student has come to the platform, he's serious. He's actually using the mantra. He's actually avoiding the bad association. He's actually maintaining the principles and morals of his life now. The spiritual master offers initiation. Now, in the initiation process... Uh, there are several factors to it, and this is the subject today. This is the very important thing that one needs to understand, is the value of initiation. Now, <clears throat> the first thing is, you have to promise to follow the rules the rest of your life. The second thing is, you have to promise to follow the spiritual master's instructions to you for your own upliftment. This is common sense, really, but anyway. And then one has to also be uh, willing to spread the knowledge and information that he's received from the spiritual master to others who are sincere without adulteration. Then the spiritual master will award initiation, which means that he accepts the disciple, the student, I'm sorry, as a disciple. And in that position... He agrees to accept all of the karma that may have been accumulated by that student for many, many lifetimes in the past. That he's purified of the previous karma that's binding him to take birth and death, birth and death, birth and death, and the material manifestation. And he removes that uh, unseen, uh, usually very large, burden from the back, from the heart of the sincere student who's now a disciple. So this is how the disciplic succession works. 
that one becomes initiated by the spiritual master and is purified of previous karma. He uses the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra as a sound vibration whereby he purifies his mind, intelligence, and senses as his working tools and keeps them clean and polished and sharp by that chanting. And by his chanting, others hear the mantra and their purification begins. But the burden that was nearly insurmountable, it could take many, many lifetimes um, to get rid of all of the previous karmic reaction that he may have accumulated. But by the mercy of the spiritual master who gives the initiation, it is removed. And this is why the Vedic literature uh, guarantees success in spiritual life to the initiated disciple and to the Vedic Sampadaya. So, this is a bit more complex than some of the other religious principles. But the essence is there. The baptism is a purification. In some of the other religions, uh, there's other processes and rituals, etc., religious principles, that are tended to do the same thing. So we must not be concerned. We must not lose focus and be concerned about the external manifestation, manifestation of a ceremony. We have to recognize the significance of cleansing the living entity of everything that's keeping him in the misconception of material life. And that this initiation process goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. The bona fide spiritual master can empower all of those disciples, any one of those disciples that has taken the initiation ceremony, has purified themselves, and is in a position to part, impart the knowledge and instructions and rules and regulations that he got from the spiritual master to the next student. And he then offers the student to the spiritual master as a candidate to be a disciple. And the disciple can then approach the spiritual master, take initiation from him through uh, the causeless mercy of the spiritual master's disciple. The disciple, he's not the spiritual master, but he is an associate, an intimate relationship with the spiritual master, and he is reflecting the spiritual master's compassion, and he is encouraging Someone new who wants to understand why he's in the predicament he's in and rise above this material tabernacle. And he then repeats what the spiritual master has told him. And he is respected for his contribution to the new student. And the new student goes directly to the spiritual master for the initiation by following the rules uh, and regulations by avoiding the bad associations and activities and habits and by guaranteeing he will in turn chant the mantra for purification and again spread this knowledge on to others. So this is how the purification process uh, expands. It isn't to be contracted to two or three or four people or one. It's to expand such that everyone who has uh, been favored with the grace and mercy of the spiritual master 
and has received initiation from him goes on and gives that same grace and mercy from the spiritual master to allow others to get initiation from him. And we all end up one giant family of disciples under the spiritual master. We all know we're all required and expected to follow the same rules and regulations. And we all know that we have the grace of the spiritual master and we're guaranteed by the knowledge within the Vedic literature to achieve success in the evolution of our consciousness to the highest platform in this very life. So the, the initiation process starts with the in interest and inquirer. And then it steps to the chanting for purification. And then it steps to the finding the bona fide spiritual master following his instructions and receiving initiation from him. At that point, you're free. You're saved. Liberation is achieved. You're not bound. You're not forced to take another birth at the end of this life. So this is the severity, this is the scale, this is the intensity, this is the causeless mercy, the divine grace that is entailed in the, the methodologies of the Vedic literature in liberating the living entities who are in temporary material bodies, sometimes enjoying and sometimes suffering. So <clears throat> when one comes to the platform of understanding his own initiation, he encourages others to take initiation. And they go before the spiritual master. They're uh, connected, linked to the spiritual master from one disciple to the next, pulling constantly, bringing new people to hook to the spiritual master's causeless mercy. Like the engine of a train is the spiritual master and all of the cars are his disciples. And we join together as disciples without going, oh, I'm better than you. Or, oh, I'm more advanced than you. Or, no, 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 no. It's simple. You're attached to the spiritual master and you're following and you're compliant to his requests or you're not. That's all. You can fool somebody, you can lie, you can this or that, or you can actually comply. And those that comply and continue to comply are always guaranteed of the spiritual master's guidance and instruction. And they've come to that platform of being able to impart that very same information to some new student so that that student can become just as much favored by the spiritual master and just as much empowered to spread this cult of realization to the new student he may meet. So this is a natural, evolutionary, expansive process where the knowledge, the mercy, the compassionate, the realization, the uh, authoritative uh, historical sources of knowledge and information are passed down without adulteration. So everybody, regardless of where your car is hooked on the train, gets the opportunity, the same opportunity, to get the mercy bestowed upon them by the spiritual master and the Vedic literature, and they become a purified personality. They become confident, capable, sincere, compassionate, truthful, calm. These good qualities, there's 64 good qualities listed in the Vedic literature of the purified soul. And these 64 qualities automatically manifest 
in the disciple of the spiritual master as he remains faithful to the vows of the initiation process. So you may be of another religious uh, method and you may have a never, different ceremony whereby you accept the type of salvation they're offering. But you must be sincere and you must recognize the significance of this type of purifactory process. And you must undergo that purifactory process so that you qualify for association with the great saints and sages throughout history, the purified souls and disciples of the spiritual master, to the point that you earn favor of the supreme personality of Godhead and can return to the spiritual world where service to the spiritual master is engaged by all of the sincere disciples of the spiritual master. So we can achieve that platform in one life. If we simply read the Vedic literature and we follow the instructions there and we employ the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra and become serious about putting an end to this material life that is uh, temporary in everything, good and bad, all temporary. Uh, everything about it, it's a cycle. This whole material manifestation is a cycle of varying types, degrees and intensities. But spiritual life is eternal life. It's continuous, blissful happiness in full knowledge, in service and association of purified souls because of the causeless mercy of the spiritual master that has been bestowed upon the sincere student who comes forward and agrees to follow his instructions and takes the vow of initiation and is guaranteed success to go back home, back to Godhead at the end of this life. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.